0: Welcome to Vitally You, a podcast created to introduce you to the tools that will be your roadmap for feeling younger while growing older. I'm your host, Dana Frost, a wellness expert, life coach, and energy medicine practitioner. Here's what you can expect, conversations about vitality from the inside out with guest experts in the field of health, culture, and spirituality and solo episodes along the way from me, where I do deep dives into the topics of aging, heart intelligence, energy medicine, and your innate capacity to heal. If you want to feel younger while growing older, this is the place for you. I want to welcome everybody to Vitally You, and I'm delighted to have Francisco Cayute with us today. Francisco has dedicated his life to find a more effective way to deal with discomfort, chronic pain, and anxiety using yoga. He is the creator of the Cayute Yoga Method. Cayute Yoga is a therapeutic yoga method that restores health and well-being due to the challenges of modern life. He trained yoga teachers across the globe. And I can say I've been training with Francisco since 2018, and it is a pleasure to have you here with me today, Francisco. Thank you.
1: Thanks for the invitation. And it's definitely a great pleasure for me as well.
0: Well, we are just, we are really delighted in Francisco. Um, As you know, I was introduced to Cayute Yoga in Boulder when I was visiting a friend. And I was just, I've been really amazed at how it has impacted my life. And when I think about the idea of feeling younger, growing older, Cayute Yoga, it truly is one of my practices that has Reversed the, the feeling of how I'm growing older. As you know, I had a shoulder restriction, I had some other little joint issues, and my kayute yoga practice really has freed my body. I would really just love to hear from you, since you are the creator of the method, what is kayute yoga? How do you like to talk about kayute yoga?
1: I like to define kayute yoga as a absolutely ancient version of yoga. So well, that's my main thing too. To, to not to recreate what yoga was before the Vedas, but to apply what it was to today's life.
0: And what are some of the challenges of today's life?
1: The lack of variety for the most part.
0: Can you speak into that a little bit, Francisco? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you are a piano player, you play, and the more you play the piano, the better you get at that. Although our bodies, they need to be fed with a lot more. Is this a specific skill that most of the time comes in conflict with our basic nature? So we are talking about not to specialize. We are talking about not to go that far in this type of uh, behavior. Uh, I think it, there is a Simon Sinek book lately on that, and I think this is absolutely right. When it comes to our health, it's mandatory not to specialize. I mean, if you want to be professionally engaged with sports, it's a different thing. Although if you're trying to reach that level, you definitely, you're probably aware that your health in the long term will be compromised. There is no such a thing as a lifetime in a certain career that is sports-related, that does not come with injuries and pains and aches that are related to that, and a tremendous respectable amount of depression and anxiety as well. So I think it's very hard to explain to a person today, a person that runs 10K easily on a regular basis, it's very hard to explain to this person When they feel as MDs, uh, as executives or lawyers, and as they feel that they are in in a point of peak performance in their lives because they run those 10Ks easily and also they perform well in their careers, it's very hard to explain to them that they are nurturing a quite fragile state inside that is expanding silently. And eventually that will be the main burden in their bodies and lives. So the problem today, the main challenge today is to explain to people that they are definitely not nearly as uh, healthy or as resilient as we've been designed by nature to be.
0: Well, that's really interesting because what we are seeing with young, as a mom to five children, when we think about feeling younger, growing older, we think, oh, well, the young people, it's a long time before they need to think about feeling younger, growing older. But what we are seeing is the repetitive, the specialization in sports, even for young people, the injuries at very young ages that we didn't see before, it's an interesting modern day challenge. For the injuries that are happening for younger, even younger people. and:
1: Two things have happened to your kids. Two main things. One, they've learned how to focus with an inactive body. And we haven't seen that before in our, in our history. Mm. That's one. So we are learning and we are teaching our minds how to be focused without the activation of our bodies. That is almost a superpower because we haven't been designed to do that. So at the same time, it leads to a tremendous mind development. It also leads to a major shutdown of the body. That's one. Two, we are literally growing bones nowadays without moving muscles. The amount of time our kids are spending at school from kindergarten to PhD is tremendous and it's a tremendous amount of time that represents time that their bones have been actually literally grown without the movement and without the, the muscles being involved. So there is a discrepancy exactly there. For me, even if you have a supposedly perfect lifestyle, what's happening is you're uh, in a way experiencing a nurturing, a quite silence and comfortable type of trauma. That is for me. Even if you have no exposure to another major trauma in life, that is for me sort of a sort of the ground floor for everything else that will be experienced, and uh, and it's unavoidable. So the problem is not what you do, but the fact that your hamstrings, for example, they've
0: been, I'll use a strong word, but I think it expresses perfectly the point. Your hamstrings, they've
1: been crippled due to the lack of use. And then the fact that you use them in sports does not diminish the harsh consequences of the lack of use on a chair. It's definitely better to use them in the sports field, but it does not erase the harmful factors And we tend to consider that the sports will be the balance point, and they are not. They are a much better option, but they are not a, a way for you to erase. Because there is no balance between extremes Balance. There's always close to the to the middle line, mm-hmm. and if you sit for so long, and now your kids, they are not only in that position at school, but they are also with their computer, and then travel sitting, used as they supposed to be used, mainly as we grow.
0: Yeah. So what I hear you <laughs> saying, Francisco, it is the specialization. It's the extreme between specialization and inactivity.
1: It's almost that, but for me it's this extreme
0: between specialization Mm -hmm.
1: and excessive comfort.
0: Okay, that's a really good distinction. Excessive comfort. Yeah. That we have in modern life because we're not exposed. We, We become increasingly sedentary especially as technology has taken over
1: yes and even if you go for a hike in your backpack you have tons of food and options (laughs) so everything for us is about developing creating more safety safety to a level that most of our diseases are based on comfort
0: so in a cayute yoga class because I recognize my experience has been, when you're introduced to Cayute Yoga, there is the conditions of safety are created in the context of the class.
1: Because we are, as teachers, always dealing with traumatized bodies. They've been traumatized by a lifetime of uh, lack of proper exposure to the demands that they should be. And they've been traumatized for growing in super safe environments considering the type of exposure to the environment we've be designed to have and we cannot just have the word trauma embracing everything we have to differentiate everything so what does that mean that means i'm not talking that we should be exposed to sexual abuse and some types of trauma Our society has been developing itself so much that we can, we definitely can and we should get rid of some of the problems we've been facing. Because now we can read them, we can see them and we can face them properly. Although our feet need to be consistently traumatized by the way we use them. It's not a bad trauma, it's like stress. You can have Good stress and bad stress. You can have those distinctions and if you have the type of stress that is aligned with nature, that leads to adaptability and health. If you have a type of stress that is that has no sense in regard to nature, that is just waste of time and it leads to disease. Let's break it down to the joints for let's talk about the knees for example we've been growing in chairs our hamstrings have been traumatized and depleted in a totally inadequate manner becoming more and more dysfunctional then because we think it's it's efficient we start stretching our hamstrings we don't face the basic problem we just try to compensate the consequence of the problem that is the rigidity and then that creates more complexity. For me, the baseline is the fact that our hips and knees, they just have not been exposed to the floor. We have not been squatting and kneeling and sitting cross legs. And even if we perform well in sports, even if we are temporarily pain-free, that will be unsustainable because our knees have been designed by nature to be exposed to an enormous amount of pressure stress demand. So we, in a a way, expose that joint to a positive aspect of stress. And some people would say the positive aspect of even the traumatic event of stressing that joint in a way that at first it doesn't sound appropriate. But actually, even nowadays, if you analyze the few nomad tribes we have around the globe, Few tribes that haven't been exposed to our Western civilization, they live at a very old age, they keep squatting, they keep kneeling, they're highly functional, they go to the floor and away from the floor, and they show almost no signs of joint degenerations. So that is a positive stress intelligently applied in alignment with nature. And this is what we haven't had in our super comfortable lifestyles.
0: And so is this what the Coyote Method is about? Is positive forms of stress, bringing people to the floor, moving their joints. Maybe you can speak into that. So that you've defined the challenges of our modern society and Kayut is an anecdote to that. And so do so you want to just speak into how Kayut helps yeah, us I deal mean, with modern uh, challenges?
1: The first time I was uh, analyzing a nomad tribe, I was in Tibet. I went there to a pilgrimage and to see this tribe. And it was mind-blowing for me because everything that I thought could be right in regards to the method, as super elderly people having a, a level of availability in their bodies that we've been deprived from. And then I just went more and more in that direction. And nowadays, the more I follow the modern science, the more science and research and information is proofing the point that the excessive comfort and the excessive amount of safety mainly in regards to food around the kids we we raise nowadays is one of the reasons why we first develop so many allergies and then it's one of the reasons why our nervous system leans towards a sympathetic mode leading to lots of modern diseases so and he traces this line through comfort, safety, and food that leads to that. And the way we actually, we behave today as we are at the very beginning of last century, meaning we behave today as if some types of risk are knocking at the door, and they are not and they will not. And that is a big mistake. So for him, the lack of understanding that we are today in a much better place is a big issue. And his research is remarkable because he comes to a point where he's proving that the chronic stress is actually compromising our immune system, compromising our response to stress, our resilience, and then he actually links it objectively to types of cancer and autoimmune disease. So there is a lot being Proved around the fact, that, yes, we need stress. The stress has to be intelligently applied. And at the same time, we need to be able to swing back and forth.
0: When we think about kayu yoga and kayu yoga's response to the challenges of our modern conveniences and an exposure to natural, I think what you're saying are more natural traumas.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is a very good way of saying it.
0: Because we're protected. We're protected behind walls. We're protected in terms of temperatures. Our feet aren't receiving the kinds of stimulation they need. They can receive when they're just naturally out in nature. And so I'll bring us back to the practice of Cayute yoga. How is Cayute yoga addressing it? I know it's addressing it um, because I feel it in my own body. But Maybe you can speak into that. Let me get started with your feet. The feet, they have maybe around 20,000
1: more nerve endings if mm-hmm. you compare them with your hands. So the feet are a lot more connected to the brain, having a lot more access to information that goes to the feet, and having a lot more capacity. To communicate back to the brain and that is not by chance that is because the feet they have a super important role in regards to our balance we've been designed to be balanced as we move so our brain was designed in regards to the balance center to operate on top of two highly functional feet when you don't have those feet, you cripple your brain's capacity to keep you in balance. Wow. Balance does not come by training. Balance is a faculty that toddlers master and that adults lose and that elderly need. You cannot regain balance if you don't have feet. So it's the opposite. You, if you can play with yoga poses for balance forever, your balance will not necessarily improve. It's temporary and you will gain a certain improvement by effort, but eventually it's gonna fade away.
0: So in terms of balance and Coyote Yoga, can you speak into that? Because I think that if we just look at how people age, for example, Somebody ages, they fall. It's just super typical of how when you're older, you go downhill rapidly because you take a fall and you break a bone and you're not as resilient. And I do see and experience kayu yoga to retrain. It's like retraining the nervous system for greater balance.
1: If you lose the mobility in your feet, that means your brain lose many of the main tools for balance when that happens lots of compensatory routes will be created and most of the compensatory routes will be based on excessive rigidity or inadequate mobility in other areas to balance it out the the body becomes more rigid and fragile in some areas more flexible and fragile in other areas. Everything is off balance. There is only way to to work with it and the way is to re-establish the basic principles of our innate capacity. We need our feet, we need our knees, we need our hips, we need to sit on the floor, we need to come off the floor easily, we need to kneel the problem is not the fact that your knees are hurting. The problem is the fact that you haven't kneeled on the floor for decades. So it's the knee, it's absolutely fragile because you've been underusing it. And it doesn't really matter because, you know, our ancestors, our uh, first ancestor, our the first group of sapiens, they were walking thousands of miles every year. Sleeping potting lots of times a day for lots of reasons. Their spines were super capable of bending forward. Their bones were resilient. They were walking those thousands of miles a year and they wore squatting every day. We need everything to be complete. And so this is what the method is about. This is about the fact that you should be running and biking, although if you can't kneel, in a way, it's it's, it's again, I like this intense analogies. But if you can run, if you can bike, if you can hike, and you cannot kneel comfortably for a long period of time, that means you are almost no human, because that is what humans were Mm -hmm. designed to have.
0: I like that. You know what I'm thinking about? I had a just a an aha moment. You know how food-wise we've gone back to ancestral ways of eating, the paleo diet. Maybe Cayud is ancestral movements.
1: I think I'm working on a book finally, very slow-paced and, and as I usually do with everything. But I was writing about that. I was writing about The only yoga we've been exposed to is what we've seen coming from the Vedas, and that is messy because with the Vedas, we also saw the birth of Hinduism, and then yoga gets sort of intermingled with the Hinduism. And then with the Yoga Sutras, we have this powerful influence of religion and the powers that used to come from knowledge and the control of the knowledge as a strong source of power. I can see small chunks of the Vedas as well as small, very small chunks of the the sutras as being highly reliable and knowledgeable. For the most part, I think it is not. That's my feeling. Because to be in the Vedas, The yoga has to be pre-Vedic. It has to come from a moment when we were not organized as a society, but at the maximum, we were organized as a tribe. So for me, yoga is from before that type of influence, and it's from before this type of mind control type of institution. So for me, yoga is, is more tribal, It's more essential. It just has to be translated for today's social
0: development. Mm -hmm. So I like the word primal. I think primal movements gives a little more clarity. Primal movements. It's really what you're doing in kayu yoga. Yes. I was practicing this morning.
1: It takes so long for one to move beyond that line. We have so much to do. In regards to the reestablishment of our primal capacities, so once you reach that point, once your primal capacities have been reestablished, then you can move beyond and you can talk about what I call a evolutionary side of things, but not before that. And you might decide that you have so much to do in regards to your family and your kids that having primal as your target is a lot and you might be harvesting benefits from that intention for a lifetime with no need for extra challenges and for extra risk so i think this is and this is one of the main mistakes that the yoga field has been making they've been misunderstanding the goal they haven't understood that people need a lot less to be highly functional. And they've been incorporating very harmful concepts from the sports field and the fitness field in a way that yoga was never intended to be connected with.
0: Tell me what the original intent of yoga is.
1: There is a quote in the Vedas that I think is very clarifying. It said, this is about to give back to humankind the nature they've lost. So for me, there is one thing that is remarkable around the Vedas. The fact that they can foresee the losses that the agricultural revolution would be leading us to. And they clearly say this is about giving back. So yoga is about the reestablishment and the expansion of that.
0: Well, I really love that. And one of the things I have appreciated, Francisco, we could talk on forever. Um, and I know people's attention spans are limited. But um, one of the things I have appreciated in watching in Coyote Yoga are some of the amazing stories restored. of your students and how they have restored their nature. They've restored <laughs> function. So maybe you could share one story with us of one of your students? You, there are, I know there are thousands, but it would be really nice to hear one story.
1: Yeah, stories are a very nice way of teaching and uh, sharing something. I used to, when I was still just super young chiropractor, this man came to me, and he was at the time, I think he was in his early 60s, he was uh, a former bank manager, and now he was starting a company. Nice man, nicely married. His wife was also a chin of mind, super sweet person. They had two adults uh, at that time, and some grandchildren in the way. His main thing was soccer. But from a very young age, he was always dealing with hamstring issues, extreme tightness. So his doctor told him he should go for one hip replacement. And probably two years later, he would go for the second one. And the doctor said, well, you should reconsider the soccer because this is not a nice hobby with your body. So anyways, I gave him quite nice chiropractor. factor. Most of my techniques were different in my session. Were always around 45 minutes to an hour. And it was highly effective. So what I did was I gave him lots of relief. And then I told him, you know what? I have this group of students that get connected two or three times a week. And I think if you join those guys, you might have more results. Because some of his peers from the soccer Sundays were there. He came and hit hip joint. Long story short, now this guy is uh, a little bit over 85. For many, many years now, he had muscle pain, cramps, or hip pain. No hip replacement or surgery. <laughs> Believe it or not, once a week, they still play field soccer. He was at the age of 85, uh, talking to his grandson over... Text messages. He stepped on his robe, fell back, rolling over his back, down the stairs at home. He fell on the floor, kneeled in Virasana, just to check that everything was fine. <laughs> Basically, everything was really fine.
0: Okay, that is a great story on so many levels. One, it challenges the perspective that when a doctor tells you you need a joint replacement, that you need it. And we, because we tend to receive what the medical community says, we tend to receive it as it's the truth, and there are no other possibilities. And so,
1: I have no doubt our doctors have a tremendously good intention.
0: I do have no doubt because I certainly them, and I have
1: so many MDs that are teachers of mine. I, I would never question that for many reasons. But we do have other possibilities. And the amount of the amount of stories around spontaneous remissions around the planet is just enormous. I'd say that is not for us. Because sometimes, as we all know, most of these spontaneous remissions are not spontaneous at all. They come from a change in lifestyle and mindset. And that is absolutely available to every single person on earth. Sometimes the guy is giving a change for carnivore. Sometimes it's exactly the opposite. The path is clear. It's a change in something.
0: Mm-hmm. Very true. Yes. So Francisco, how can people find you, find Cayute Yoga, learn more about the method?
1: They can do it for
0: you. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's one way. Yes, thank you so much.
1: And then I think, Dana, because I'm not the best person for that, but I think it's www.cayuteyoga.com.
0: The, you and have a I Francisco Cayute site too, but it links together, so...
1: Yeah, there's Francisco Cayute. We've been trying different ways to give people more access to this information. Mm-hmm. We have stories about everything young people, elderly people, autoimmune diseases, so many things that will respond tremendously well to positive stress. Positive stress not being a comfort zone.
0: Yes, and I also want to mention, Instagram is also a really great place, Francisco, because your team does such a great job of sharing the method and it's super visual. People can get an idea of the different studios around the world the different teachers that get highlighted. So website and Instagram are two great ways to connect and learn more about Cayute yoga. And I would love to ask you our final question on this podcast. And that is what does feeling younger, growing older mean to you? It
1: means the world to me. I was shot at the age of six in my head and, uh, I grew up with lots of chronic pain. I've never seen life without pain, but now. So over the past 10 years, I live better than ever before. And there is no muscle spasm. There's no vertebrae this and that. There's no chronic pain. There's no headache. There's no nothing. And there is a sense that... the. Amount of energy is absolutely unlimited. So for me, growing older with no pain means living with an unlimited amount of energy and a quality of life that people rarely experience. I mean, I drink more wine and (laughs) have less food and do more yoga and at the same time work more than most of the people that I know and I can't feel myself complete without an enormous amount of work I love it so for me growing older and feeling younger is about having more access to that fountain of youth
0: well that was beautifully said and on that we will close the show Francisco thank you so much for joining me Thank you for joining me on the Vitally You podcast. If you like it, please spread the love with the review and share it with your friends. As a thank you, for the first three months of my podcast, one reviewer each month will be selected to win a sleeve of LifeWave X39 Stem Cell Activation Patches. LifeWave's X39 patch is the only product on the market that resets the body's own stem cells so they behave like younger, healthier cells. Without injections, chemicals, or pharmaceuticals. Experience the power of the patch on your journey of feeling younger while growing older. To be entered to win, leave a review, screenshot your review, and send it to dana at danafrost.com or pop it into a direct message on Instagram at danafrostvitally free. Don't miss a Vitally You episode drop. Sign up for my newsletter on my website or Instagram link tree. Until next time, streaming love from my heart to yours.